0: Hi everyone, this is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex.
1: Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley
0: and Alex Yankovic.
1: What's up everyone and welcome back to Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. We are so excited to be with you guys for another incredible episode this week. You guys do not want to miss this one. We are joined later by the incredible... Miller family. That's right. Corey, Krista, Autumn, and Harbor Miller. So definitely stay tuned uh, to hear their incredible, incredible interview. But before we get there, let's make sure that we're staying up to date with each other. The best way to stay up to date with us is on social media. So on Instagram, you can find us at Inside Dance Podcast. And then also be sure to follow our partners and sponsors at Inside Dance Magazine. They are at Inside Dance Mag. And then last but not least, be sure to write to us on our email with any thoughts, suggestions. If there's any Anyone that you'd like to have interviewed on the show, we want to know. So please don't be shy. Write to us at InsideDancePodcast at gmail.com. Alex, what's up?
0: Oh my gosh. I am doing really good. Um, And I went to a concert last night that I just can't stop thinking about and talking about. It was so good. And it was a concert that had no opener and it wasn't an hour. It was like three hours. And there there was an intermission and it was... It was pure pure art. Like I I can't get enough of it. And I can't believe I haven't been to this theater before. Like it Okay,
1: well, now you have to tell us what theater yeah. and who's who's concert stuff. I know.
0: So it it was at the Ford and it was the artist Moses Sumney, who I feel like um I was really excited for the concert cuz I was excited for the crowd cuz I knew it was going to be like really calm, poetic people. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but
1: like, that's really people cackles. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was so nice. Um, but he is so, so incredible. It was just one of the best concerts I've been to, but the Ford is like an outdoor amphitheater and it's across. So you have the Hollywood Bowl, which is huge. It has like more than 2000 seats. And then you have across the freeway, the Ford, which probably only has like uh. 200, but it was, it's like Greek, very Greek. Like all it you're literally in the in the mountains, in the trees. And it was just stunning. And every, it was just like quiet and enjoyable out, outdoor. But um it was just a really wonderful like pre-Halloween moment. What hey. about you? How are you doing?
1: <laughs> good. Oh my gosh. I'm like so in a serene headspace listening yeah. to you talk to that. Um I'm good. I yeah, I'm ready. I don't know. I feel like every time, like this time of year, I'm like, okay, we can wrap things up. Like, let's go. New <laughs> Year's, come on. I don't know. Uh, October just always throws me for a loop because there's so much going on. And then, so on. Um, yeah, Halloween is my favorite holiday, but also like exhausting. And so I'm like, if I never have to do a gig with Thriller in it ever again, that would be great. <laughs> um, but, you know, at least it's all fun and in good spirits. And uh, yeah, happy to be working and doing doing whatever spooky things, spooky season brings. But um yes. Yes, we have something very special. This week's episode is sponsored by Dance Bug Incorporated. Dance Bug Inc. is the world's leading dance media production company, and they are excited to be collaborating with their friends at Inside Dance Magazine to bring you this incredible episode of the Inside Dance Podcast featuring the Miller family. To celebrate the impending launch of their new dance streaming service, Dance Bug Channel, they have put together the ultimate giveaway.
0: Dancebug has partnered with their good friend and one of the world's leading dance photographers, Shark Cookie, to give away one epic photo shoot for free. That's right. Free. No strings attached. No purchase necessary. Free. To enter, go to dancebug.com slash win big. That's dancebug.com slash win big to complete the entry form. Do not miss this incredible opportunity and get ready for the launch of Dancebug channel featuring original dance programming and more very soon.
1: That's so exciting. I want a free photo shoot.
0: Come on, Shark Cookie.
1: Yeah. Oh, his stuff is amazing. So guys, definitely um, follow up on that opportunity because who doesn't want to win big? Um, I think we win big with this episode, Alex, yeah. because um, we have on the Miller family who I I know I've looked up to for so many years, like from the beginning days of YouTube. Um, you know, I remember watching like Krista's dance tutorials. And yes. um, so I'm, I'm so, so excited to have them on and pick their brains. And you've taught at the um, or no, you've taken at the space. Have you yes. taught at the space?
0: I have taught at her uh, Las Vegas studio, the launch LV. That's right. Um, but I've only taken at the space, uh, and it's seriously, it's pretty awesome. And I mean, fun fact, it's right down the street from the studio that I grew up, uh, in, which is awesome, but yeah, I mean, they're the creators of KBM talent and think Miller group. They have the space and the space TV. I mean, and they, they have just so much more coming up too. They just are really, really incredible people and have turned, you know, having dance training and being in the entertainment business into like a much bigger and broader, um, spectrum. And it's, it's incredible how they've created such longevity as a family. They're super inspiring. So we can't wait for you guys to hear what they have to say. It's pretty amazing.
1: For sure. Guys, stay tuned. The Miller family coming right up. <laughs>
0: Goodness, guess. I'm already just so excited right now, but let's please give a warm welcome to the Miller family. Welcome everyone. How are we? I'll let you all answer at the same time. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so
2: much. That's awesome. Yes.
0: I'm excited to be here
1: yes we're so excited to have you guys and for our listeners just a little background here um this is our biggest amount our biggest audience our biggest crowd that we've had all at once so we're super excited um yeah go team you guys already win the first overall award so that's pretty amazing so
0: platinum or what is it diamonds triple crystal
1: ruby um Zarconian, Yes. All the things.
0: <laughs> I, I think the last time I saw all of you was when I was taking Katie Tate's class um, back in August. So it's yeah. been, it's oh, definitely, right. definitely been that's a bit. Yeah.
3: Stunning as always oh, on that dance gosh. floor you were.
0: Oh my gosh. Cool. Thank you. She, you know, I was a little stressed out. We've also had Katie Tate on, on the podcast before too, but I was a little stressed out because she was like, let's do it by yourself. And I was like, okay, let's uh, do the best we can. But it was so much fun. And that was my first time experiencing uh, the space actually. And so I, it was wonderful to be there and feel the energy that you all create in the room. So we can't wait to get, you know, diving into all of that. But first I want to start with Krista and Corey, and I want to talk about your dance background and kind of how, uh, before you built this amazing empire, I want to talk about that. So maybe let's start with Krista first. Can, can I Ooh, just yes, Corey, can
2: I yeah. jump in really quick? <clears throat> just yeah. today is the October 25th and it's our 24th wedding anniversary today. So, congratulations. Oh my I want to say happy anniversary to my beautiful wife for 24. Years. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. That's that'll so man, sweet. I don't take you back when we started. Oh my oh god. God. So we god. So this danced is that day perfect. on our We did
0: dance on our wedding day. This is perfect. Oh my gosh, I love it. So great time for reflection.
3: <laughs> well, gosh, I know it has been it has been a hot minute. Just a simple one. You know, I grew up uh, just like every other dancer out there, competition circuit, um, you know, just doing all the good things that a dancer would want to do, taking class. And I really um, didn't know that there was a dance business in the sense, you know, I wasn't aware of any of that. My family was not, you know, dancers or anything in the entertainment world at all. So in order to like be a dancer or get in the business, um, I had to really do some research. And one of my students was actually on Star Search and I remember thinking, well, how are they on Star Search? And if anyone doesn't know what Star Search was, it uh, was kind of like the modern day. so you think you can dance now, but uh, you know, back in the day, and kind of just followed how this person, you know had got an agent and did different things. And so basically, for me, I kind of moved forward in the real how it used to be where you had, you know no social media no nothing. You had to go and actually audition and stand there and know all the different styles of dance and fought my way through trying to sign with an agency. Um, and I ended up signing with uh, Joseph Hildfond and Rex back in the day, which was Julie McDonald's, uh, you know, agency back then. So, uh, which is the
2: first full circle now when we talk to her and see her. At, yeah, um, we
3: just have the craziest. We're just yeah. like, oh my gosh, thinking about that. Um, and I, I was, you know, I started off as like a Laker girl and that kind of a thing, got into the business and was fortunate enough to book jobs. My very first audition was for Saved by the Bell. And I ended up actually getting the job. I was too nervous to drive. So my dad actually drove me because I was, I think, 18, sat in the parking lot and waited for me. And, you know, I'm like, Dad, we have to be a cheerleader. I don't know what's going to happen. They're like, can you guys work today? And so my dad had to stay. And it was just hysterical. So kind of one of those things where I was fortunate enough to go on and start, you know, working, doing commercials and movies and good stuff like that. So that's kind of how my dance journey began. And then I actually, turning it over to you, we actually met on a dance job.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually wasn't a dancer, like, you know, young on. I, I was uh, into artistic roller skating and speed skating. Oh, and my I gosh. I figure skating at some points when I was real young. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't, you know, my back, my dance background was actually in a rec center on a military base in Northern California in play, doing break dancing. So I was a break dancer when I was his age, I was doing backflips and windmills and, you know, in the eighties, basically when, you know, you saw the New York, uh, breakers, that was kind of like my thing. I, that was my, that was how I was, you know, basically attached to dance and then flash forward, um. Moved to L.A. to get into acting um, from Northern California when I was 18 and uh, realized that it was a lot harder than I thought. I had these big dreams of like, you know, being on a show (laughs) and I had been coming to L.A. for a few years when I was younger. And, um, you know, I was really good at skating because I had done that for 10 years. And there was a big audition for Rollerblade to be a performer on skates and do demos around the world, you know, basically marketing the brand Rollerblade. And uh, I went and I had to, I didn't necessarily have to dance, but I had to do like flips and I had to like, they were teaching us how to do pairs lifts, which is like lifts with girls and stuff. And I was pretty good on it. I could do it on my skates and spin them around really fast and do some stuff. So, um, so yeah, and then ended up doing that and working for rollerblade full time, um, traveling around the world, doing demonstrations, jumping vans, spinning girls around. Actually, end up taking a couple dance classes and just had to do some like step touch stuff on skates <laughs> with music. Um, and we had a mutual choreographer, um, Jeff Andrews, and actually um, uh, Raj Kapoor, who now is a huge um, producer. producer yeah. And uh, yeah, we ended up getting on a job. I was we were rehearsing. Believe it or not, Team Rollerblade used to rehearse at Screenland Studios, which is in the Valley, and um, um, we would. We would go there and we would practice. It was a little different for you know kind of choreography. It was like formation style, so it was like skaters would go, we would jump over each other, and it would all be choreographed to music that Jeff and Raj were like ahead of. And then one day, I think they were they were rehearsing, we were rehearsing for yeah, Reebok, at, at and uh, <laughs> we kind of passed. I remember I didn't even know Krista at the time, and we had passed, and all the skaters were like, "Dang, we want to stay and watch all the dancers, you know, um, and, and uh-huh. you know see what it's all about." and uh so anyway (laughs) flash forward a little bit we ended up going to atlanta for super show which was a big uh industrial trade show and um really doing
3: ourselves they had
2: like you know all the shoe companies ended up uh doing big demos basically like modeling the shoes but there were all these big dance shows that they rehearsed for weeks and then they had like you know lights and music and it was a whole production and uh Jeff had, you know, was the choreographer for Reebok, but then Rollerblade had hired him as well to do choreography for Rollerblade. So one night we went out to dinner and I sat next to Krista and uh, I was like, I'm sitting next to the blonde, the beautiful blonde. <laughs> and, um, gosh, really yeah. And then like, that was, that was 1993. I would just like to point out
1: in the first few minutes, we've got Dancers, cheerleaders, rollerblades, break, b uh, boys, uh, and a romance story. This is incredible. <laughs> really starting off strong here, Miller family. <laughs> yeah, we're halfway there.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so amazing. That was the that
2: was the cliff note version. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I like,
4: uh,
2: ended up getting married and then having kids. We are kind of out of the business a little bit for a few minutes and then Krista's kind of crying. had to get back oh, to it.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah I know, right? And now we're back. And it's funny because a lot of people Krista worked with that I worked with 25 years ago, we're now hiring at the space to teach, you know, or they're hiring, or, autumn. Or they're hiring autumn and it's like, <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, you know, how it connects.
0: Yes. And on, also you prove, I mean, for the, all the dancers out there or rollerbladers or break dancers, always be lovely to work with on the job because you never know <laughs> if you're going to be meeting uh, you know, either your spouse that's or true. lifelong right. friends. I, I preach that so much nowadays because I feel like that's what takes people further. And especially with you and your family, it's just being a good person and being nice. It just... You creates longevity with what you can do later. Oh my gosh, I have so many things, Taylor. I'll let you. I'll let you go <laughs> on. Well, well, I'm
1: curious for part two of 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 this four part. Um, I didn't even know what would you call a four part trilogy. That's not right. Anyway, um, let's let's move along here. So, Autumn, when you at what point like did you just like come out of the womb and you're like I'm dancing? Obviously, this is the thing yes, right now. Very um, about what what was your dance journey?
4: Well, actually, my mom, funny story, she really did not want me to be a dancer. (laughs) Of course, of course. This is just not going to go over well. And I was definitely a daddy's girl in the beginning because mom was working a lot. And so I always was with dad. So he was like, let's start rollerblading. (laughs) The first thing that I did was dropping in half pipes with him, roller skating. My dad's like, you're going to be a rollerblader. I was like, oh, yeah, like totally. (laughs) Um, Fun fact, I can still do it to this day. So um,
1: add it to the resume, special skills. Let's go.
4: <laughs> yeah, um so that was actually what I started out doing before dance even was a thing. Mom was like, "Let's try it That's a awesome. lot. I tried it all. I was yeah, like, we not- tried <laughs> a lot of things. um She put me in gymnastics, and she said I just would cry all the time. <laughs> Didn't want to do it. So finally, she put me in dance class. I was probably four, maybe nine, four or five. five four or five. five. But she said always our family things when music was on, I was just always dancing. And you know, she just kind of never wanted to accept that I was going to be a dancer. Um, I she knew it. Knew, what was gonna happen. I knew it. That was like.
3: <laughs> Let me hold off on this. Yeah. I can.
4: So then I just was in dance class, recreational. I did mommy and me classes, and then I just honestly found a love for it. And you know, when she's doing jobs and things, you're like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. So I grew up in a dance studio as well. I started really like taking it seriously probably when I was six or seven. Um, I trained at my studio all the way till I was like 15 and then that's when we kind of created this beautiful place that we have now. Um, but yeah, that's a little background on how I got into dance.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And also I want to add the fact that you learned how to rollerblade before dancing is such a blessing because let me tell you, I tried to (laughs) during, during quarantine last year, I was like, I'm going to learn how to rollerblade. Like, it's going to be so cool. Like I, I saw all these cool videos of people doing it, could not do it could not do it. And I was like, if I had only learned this when I was younger, I would have yeah. have a little bit less fear. And then to learn that, to train dance after that, like it definitely makes. Yeah. My dad's difference. like, you
4: got your tough side from that. Well, I, I, yeah.
2: I took her up to Woodward West, which is like a huge gymnastics camp. And they have like, you know, foam pits. And um, she was probably three or four and you weren't out of town and he wasn't here yet. Um, and there was a big 12 foot half pipe that was, that would go down. And I remember she was like three years old and they were teaching her how to sit on the edge of the 12 foot half pipe, which has like a, you know, a three foot straight down thing before it curves. And she would sit in with the other kids and they would sit in and then they would slide down. And I'll never forget being so like scared. Oh my God, my little three-year-old. And then after she did it, she never wanted to leave the half pipe. I mean, that was where they were the whole time, not on skates, but they would just climb the ladder up to the top of the 12 foot half pipe and then slide in over and over. And and she would come out, and her face was black with dust and dirty, and, oh, and now feet like
4: dirty. Um, yeah. <laughs> my,
2: my wife better not see her right now because yeah. she looks like I mean, like she just got out of no,
3: like a oh no. I'm sorry, honey, head. it didn't work out. But you know, <laughs> she was
2: really aggressive when she was
0: young. That's amazing. Oh All right,
1: well, circling uh, or finishing out the circle here. Harbour, fill us in. What what was your experience with dance, with creation, with being around all these skaters, uh, dancers, performer <laughs> energy? Fill me in.
5: Um, well, like, as of now, I play soccer at a very high level, so I'm not as much into dance um, as of now, which is a little oddball. But um, <laughs> back in the day, a little bit like before with the family, I was around dance like 24 7 and i could never get away from it so i um, i just learned i break i i did some hip-hop and i took some classes and actually one year i competed for one year at her dance studio and um i feel like i was always just there around just like and whenever there was music i just felt something in my body and i i never really like trained to be a dancer but i could always like he could
4: do it don't let him and, like, fool you he
5: definitely I was, yeah I was just around a lot you know and <laughs> I did karate when I was younger, and I got Amazing. a lot of coordination from that and stuff. And I could never really rollerblade like Dad. But, um, I, he was a good skateboarder, I but skate I could rollerblade. I did and, um, and scooter a little bit, and then,
4: yeah. Yeah, but no. he still can't touch his toes, so. Yeah, it's I'm okay. not. going <laughs> get there. that gene. Genius- not the At
0: flexibility change. <laughs> well, that's
1: amazing harbor i have to give you credit because i'm actually i'm the opposite in that both my dad and my older brothers they were all military airline pilots and then it got down to me and i was like i want to dance i want to find my spotlight and so uh hats off to you because everyone you know you got to have someone that just you know
0: yeah
1: does their own thing you know marches to the beat of their own drum and um you know adds diversity to the family portfolio yes. so <laughs> my
5: parents they support me and everything and anything I want to do so like it's not like you have to do this 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 so like, yeah I really beautiful have,
4: have a
0: great family yeah. <laughs> I have an older brother and I have an older sister and my sister and I both dance competitively our whole lives and professionally now. And my brother had to, you know, sit through so many dance competitions (laughs) uh, was an amazing golfer, but I always, you know, I give so many props to him as well, because he is, he is such a patient person and it's from him having to watch us all the time and go to dance competitions and shows, but uh, it ends up turning into an awesome person (laughs) to sometimes be in that position. So that's amazing. You
2: know, it's funny during COVID uh, everyone shut down and so, He even his training shut down for soccer and stuff. But he would come in here and play music and just dance with the ball and practice dribbling and stuff. And then he ended up making some fun little like little mini viral videos of like soccer ball. It was so cool. It was was really
0: fun. That's amazing. Okay. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the space and maybe the origins of it. So It's really, really interesting because sometimes, you know, being on the outside, I feel like you just wake up one day and you see this amazing thing and you're like, oh my God, when did that get there? But for you, it obviously (laughs) is years of work and research and time. So how did you get the idea and picking location? And I know dance studios all have different structures. So how did you decide your structure to be non-competitive and to have more masterclasses and build clientele? What was that process in the beginning and how did you, how did it grow from, let's say the first like five years, I guess.
1: (laughs) This is our 15 part question. I I (laughs) I always,
0: I always ask 15 part questions.
2: (laughs) I'll start it with the fact that, um, you know, we had a dance studio in our third story of our house, which was the birth of Audie's Freestyle Friday and the birth of KBM Talent, which was a, you know, a YouTube channel, two YouTube channels that we had early on in the basically the early two thousands when YouTube was kind of just starting. Um, and we had like graffiti walls and, you know, when we started that autumn was just like, I mean, she was like six or seven, you know what I mean? And we'd just dance up there. We made, we put a mirrors and a wood floor and, um, you know, it was, you know, we had music in there and like, she would just go up and dance. And then Chris ended up teaching private lessons there. So as I was traveling, doing rollerblades still, and she was kind of raising autumn and Harbor was just not quite Maybe there. Yet. Yeah. Almost there. And, uh, you know, she taught private lessons from all different studios around Orange County and just taught like technique privates, basically, you know, like teaching kids how to turn and placement and balance and all those things. And, um, so the space was literally born out of almost a decade doing that, um, doing those YouTube channels and then us saying, okay, as autumn grew and Harvard grew and, you know, our I our space. popularity kind of grew. We're like, we need some more space. I take so, credit for
5: the name, by the way. I'm um, just going to say that. Okay, um, I love it. Yeah, well, because I don't know. One of the hardest decisions was, what what are we going to name it? You know, like, yeah, it has all to be very stuff. memorable.
4: And when we, like, got the building, we are like, we're just going to go over there to the space. Like, we would just say, like, oh, it's the, the space. space. Let's go, like, go to the new, new space. space. You know? We
5: need more space. Like, yeah, there were we all these no, things. And it was just really like, good. we always, we were all I was like,
4: that's it. Oh my, oh, my God. It's going
5: to be the space. I'm like, no,
2: think, overthinking it.
4: It's yeah. the space. And then... That was no,
2: here. Five years. And then the... You know, I'll let Krista tell you a little bit more of the background of it, but the streets that are surrounding our, our space are Explorer, um, Apollo. So they're all, like, space-oriented, yeah. all the streets right here, which we didn't even know yeah, at no first. When we named at the space, we had no idea. Um, and then when we actually created the a logo with the up, you know, the triangle, it was also pointing up to space. So like there were all these like things that started to come around, you know, that, you know, and then we started creating programs Mm -hmm. like launch and like other things that matched it, but it was, it was all there. We just sort of like, Oh my gosh, it it all started to make sense and, and put it together. We didn't have a preconceived, like we're building this because of this. It was like, we built it and then like, Oh my God, Look at all these other things that match up and line up.
1: Your branding just figured itself out for you. (laughs) But that's when you take full credit. You're like, yeah, we definitely planned that. Duh, Of course we did. Oh my gosh.
3: I mean, how he was saying we truly did need more space. And so kind of moving into like, when you talk about location, we knew for us, like functionality was really important because of like her, she wasn't driving at the time and he was young. So we needed to be able to go back and forth. So we started just looking at things like literally within like a 10 mile radius and lo and behold, we're driving through where we are now and Mm -hmm. the gate happened to be open and we saw this like long skinny building, which for me with technique and going back and forth is what I wanted because Mm -hmm. I was like, we don't know what we're going to do with it. Besides, I'm going to teach private lessons and do some, you know, audience free software Friday, KVM talent trick tips. We'll just, you know, can we afford it? Can we do this? Um, yeah. and it's literally a two minute drive two minute or a five years. minute walk to our house from here. from here. Yeah. I have a skateboard <laughs> ready I come to work <laughs> on. Yeah. Amazing. So it was just kind of meant to be. And when we started it, um, literally I was basically going to do, I had probably five or six hours of private lessons. We shot videos and things in it. And then we thought, well, why don't we just have like an open class, seven students that would come on a Tuesday night, people that I had known from other places, um, Most everyone knows in a regular dance studio, it's hard to rent space to actually do your own thing because classes are going so much. So to kind of keep that going was just kind of hard to do. Um, And then as that kind of started kicking in, we're like, well, we had rented a studio down the street for years and had done a little, what was called a KVM talent day of dance, which is like a one day, three classes, little intensive where we'd have like 20 or 30 kids and just kind of built on that. And again, it was my private lessons, really building the business off of these private lessons, really who had started to kind of follow. Um, and so we thought, well, why don't we do that as kind of like a grand opening of our space? I mean, nothing was even in here yet. We had, we no, had no programs. We had nothing.
2: nothing. We so were just we, like,
3: Hey, you know what? And I else.
2: knew I could do photography. Krista knew she could teach privates. Autumn was kind of done with comps and just wanted a place to like train and, and have call her own. Um, and Harbor was just basically, you know, training in soccer and doing soccer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so that's kind of how it started.
3: Yeah. And we basically had an intensive and then we thought, gosh, what else can we do? I knew there was a lot of other parents like me that were looking for the best of the best training for someone like Autumn. I was like, well, I'm running over here for Pilates and I'm running over here for acting and then maybe singing this, and but I still and have to want go to, to, to LA, Yeah, you know, I, can't, I can't like leave early from a dance studio and I can't do this. But how can I continue to get her, you know, more well-rounded training? So then that's kind of how we came up with what we call the launch program. Now is like, all right, let's start off and see if I could get a couple kids that you know could come and go to school with us and do kind of what we do now, which is kind of crazy to think that, you know, we started off five or six kids that was like two days a week and now we have their
2: homeschooled kids 40. who are just wanted to have, you know, more connection to LA. They wanted yeah. more, you know, opportunity to train in different styles, to do different things, whether it's Pilates, acting, singing, um, you know, gymnastics, whatever it was, um, you know, a lot of dance studios are, you know, very structured in terms of what they have. They have all the different genres, but and then they, you know, they learn their choreography and then they go to their comps. And then that's their year where we wanted to have something a little bit more artistic too. Like we were looking at the dancer more as a, as an artist and less as a dancer. Like what, if you wanted to be like for Autumn, if you want to be in the entertainment business, what are all the things that you need? You know, what, what is going to make you a well-rounded entertainer, not necessarily just dancer so that you can actually have a career because you, it's hard to have a career in, in one. one. Yeah. If, if one thing. And even in then it's only like that 1% or maybe not even that who actually make it. Right. So if you really love the arts and you want to like develop into something, you know, I wanted to give her like the option of all the different genres and all the different opportunities out there where I found like with comp- some, some studios, it was, they didn't have that, you know, they, they, they train them well. I think it's amazing up until a certain age for kids to have that, you know, foundation and to yeah. take group classes and, and learn all the basics, but when they're ready and they feel like they're ready to look at for what's next, there wasn't a lot of options, you know, out there. And that's kind of where we found a niche. We were like, okay, there's not, there isn't a studio that does non-competition that we know of besides maybe LA and millennium and that's LA. And that's a whole different yeah. like, beast, but we also had connections to LA. We knew a ton of people, even, you know, obviously our 20 year Um, background you know we ran into a lot of people in the business and so and then she had grown and our YouTube had grown and we started to build a name around the world traveling and doing these little days of dance so we're like how can we create a place where they can come here so we don't have to go everywhere around the universe all the time you know yeah to the beginning
0: I will say, so I grew up in, um, Orange County for my parents lived in Fullerton for 20 years. So I, and my studio that I danced at was right down the street from you guys, um, on, on, uh, Imperial highway, just down like two more minutes that way. And I remember being a teenager and wondering why all the studios in Orange County were only competition studios. There was nothing like what you have uh, available at all. And like, like truly just living it, it was I always just thought, oh, it has to be competition. I never thought in a different way. And my parents were just, they were, as soon as I turned 16, they were like, you have to have your driver's license on your birthday because we cannot be driving you around and taking you to drill team practice and and dance studio practice and all of these different things. And so it's amazing how you kind of built this out of convenience, but also creating something amazing. So people will travel. It, whether they do live in like a further part of orange County, they'll travel to go take class. Cause you've built something so strong. So when you have something great, people will, will go to it.
3: Yeah. I feel like the thing that was really interesting too, is I wasn't prepared for the industry Yeah, just coming right off the competition circuit, you know, you know, all the trophies and all the accolades are wonderful and being able to perform is awesome, but it didn't really help me when I'm standing in front of LA casting agents and I'm just standing there and they're like, okay, well, you don't know how to do this style. Your hair should be like this. Now take this hip hop class when, you know, those things weren't readily like available at that time. Um, So now being able to, I think, to help educate and bridge the gap between maybe a competition studio and then to prepare students and give them all the tools and hopefully connections and resources to actually be successful in LA or be successful in New York or be successful in some type of the industry, I think is really important. And the more people, you know, the more knowledge and more power that you will have when you start actually going out there and, you know, meeting people.
1: Yeah. It sounds like um, what comes to mind is kind of like, uh, so Alex and I uh, both went to school for dance and uh, collegiate programming is is what it sounds like. I, it's like almost a commercial version of conservatory training. Like I know when we say exactly. conservatory, you think that you're going to go do concert dance or, you know, um, a dance company, but it's really amazing that you guys have cultivated this um, kind of uh, concentrated content for dancers that want to launch into the commercial um, element of the industry um, between the Pilates and the acting and all that. And so it's it's really incredible, and I'm so glad that that it worked out. <laughs> and in fact, I wish it was ten years earlier. So <laughs> um, <laughs> for real. So, uh, but you have this amazing program, you have this amazing space. Obviously, the pandemic hit us all in such a hard way. Um, What was your reaction to that? And how did that uh, inspire you to launch your online platform? Um, And kind of what were some of the challenges that came along with that?
0: And I also want to know if you had the idea before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, First of, of
2: all, when it like, happened, my wife freaked out. Like, what are we I gonna do? Like, no one saw that
3: coming. You
1: know, <laughs> yeah. well, I was like,
2: well, let's just chill. We, everyone's off. Let's relax and enjoy this time. No one has to go
5: we
3: anywhere. Never
2: have that too much time. Off. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, always doing
4: something.
2: So there was a there was a slight blessing in the beginning in terms of like us just being like, okay, everyone's off. You know, let's just relax for a minute and see. Obviously, no one knew what timeline we were looking at, and so. I think two first, weeks. <laughs> <first>? <laughs> I remember I was like
0: two right. weeks like
2: yeah exactly. But honestly for our family it was a really nice first couple months of just kind of laying low and uh, kind of digging deep too and trying to figure out what we were going to do you know and I think the the interesting part about it was you know it it had weeded out all the things that we do to rely on other people. For things. Um, and you have to kind of look internally and be like, okay, what do we all have to offer that we can do to figure this out together? You know what I mean? And honestly, that's where like space TV sort of happened because we were like, well, you know, we went directly online and it was like, okay, we can do some online live classes. We can do Instagram, whatever, all these things, what can we do? Well, I can film it. You know, Krista can teach it. Autumn can perform it. Harbor can be the cheerleader in the background, or he can even do his own version of it with soccer, which is Mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. what he ended up doing with one of his coaches. We gave him the same kind of idea for what we were doing Uh, for one of his coaches. He was doing Zooms.
3: And what I was going to say too, before that, how you asked if it had been on the burner, you know, I've actually been doing, you know, it was, we did Skype private. So I would actually be doing Skype privates with, you know, students that I couldn't be in touch with very often um, so this was happening for me for like the last year or two before COVID, not very regularly, but it was kind of like, can we try this? And so, you know, and Trick witness- Tip Trick
2: Tip was also born on YouTube, you know what I mean? So it was yeah. an instructional based
1: you guys have oh, that video production background that really yeah. started this whole thing. So you're when prepared. you had to go virtual, you're like, oh, walk in the park. <laughs> We've <laughs> I mean, done this before. I
3: know, yeah. yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it definitely um, is, was something that we had considered, but we knew we were absolutely just tapped out. With We had no more hands to do anything. Yeah. So we know as our program was growing, we kept thinking one of these days, one of these days, it's kind of on the, the to-do, to-do, to-do list. And, and then it presented itself like that. And we were like, wow, okay, can we really do this. And, and uh, you know, anyone that really knows us, like we just really, if we're going to do something, we just want to do it. Right. We just didn't want to be like, Oh, here's a couple classes and here's this and yeah. buy this for nine 99. And I just, I was like, no, if we're really going to do it, we have to have like a plan. And I think that was the part that scared me the most is can we take on what I know I want the back end to look like in order for the front end to be successful and knowing what he had already, like he has all the tools and knows exactly what to do. And I've loved, to, I pretty much taught all of these things basically on my KVM talent channel, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, you know, YouTube at that time, nothing was structured. It was like, Hey, learn how to do this. So we kind of have set that up. And then knowing that we do have such a stellar faculty and people that, other students that would want to take from these people. So I thought, okay, let's see if we can put this together. I think
2: one thing too, we learned through YouTube was it wasn't about getting that one viral video. It was just about consistency. You know, uh, for us, our growth has never been that like, you know, you do one thing and then all of a sudden you skyrocket up. You know, we, we said no to dance moms. We said no to reality shows. We said, you know, we left the competition world. We've done a lot of things. Um, You know, just on our own slow grow with our, you know, our own sort of, uh, like even the, you know, we talk about the like doing the channel early on. We had talked about it, but you know, we were like, well, we're gonna, we could never have creative control when people would come to us. You know, it was always they wanted to control it and they always wanted to find negativity in it. And Chris and I were just like, no, we don't, we don't want to go that direction. You know what I mean? So that was kind of one of the reasons we kind of stayed. And then until we could actually really produce something, we were like. You know, we we didn't have the means yet to do it until mm-hmm. COVID hit, and then it was like, bang, we have no choice now, and everything else was dropped. You know, our launchers went home. We had no income. Literally, the first month or two was, it was like, eight we shut everything down, and we had, you know, you know, whatever, eight thousand dollars rent due, and we had no income. We were like, okay, well, we have a few months' savings. Let's figure this out. You know, yeah. adding on to what you said, uh, but like, regards to the YouTube thing, like.
5: I think that some people don't understand this but like the first like in the very beginning it was all just for fun you know it was like no like even all of us no one expected it to just like launch into this you know no one expected that and it was all just for like for autumn to have fun and make creative things as a family and just why not have some to spend some time together and then I just feel like like over time like how you're saying like we don't want the negativity and all these things that we were saying now because it wasn't really how like it wasn't really that we wanted to like produce it into such a big thing because we didn't really know what what would happen. And I feel like just slowly, but surely like everything just panned out in a way that created this essentially. And I feel like that was just like kind of adding no, on I those. mean, it's yeah.
2: awesome that you even said that right now, because <laughs> he, he realizes that it wasn't this like shoot up things happen and we would get a little success and then we'd be prepared for the next success, you know, and then we get a little success and be like, okay, now we're prepared for that. And so honestly, the pandemic prepared us and all the YouTube and dance and instruction and even me doing movies and filming and stuff
0: yeah. kind
2: of led to us being able to do it. You know,
0: That's amazing. I, I there's so many points I, I want to touch on. Um, but it, it's just because you had the YouTube channel and you were doing that beforehand, you've already built, you know, this global, um, global like viewership, I guess, or supporters, but even as myself as a viewer and supporter of, of you all, the consistency is such a true thing because I know I can go on your page and I can find not one video. I'll find 50 different things. If I want to look at the quick, the quick tips. And if I want to look at these certain choreographers, there is so much consistency there. It's not like three or four videos, which I love as a, as a supporter and a dancer, it's like, that's the stuff you look for is that variety and that consistency. But I want to touch on, Uh, Your faculty members. And I know you've been working in the industry and you've created, you have a great reputation and created these relationships, but how do you keep that going with your faculty and keeping that consistent? Because I, you know, I've worked at a lot of dance studios and it's definitely a thing where it's easy for certain teachers to be like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else or I'm going to do something else. Mm -hmm. So what are, you know, some of the things that you prioritize and value when, you know, reaching out to faculty and, you know, keeping it consistent with them?
3: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've had a lot of these relationships for a long time too. So um, Mark Miesmer and I go back since we were like 13 competing against each other with each other doing jobs together. Um, And, you know, we've kind of always been in each other's lives, but in the last three years or so we've really like reconnected in full circle moments. So um, when you really do find like a true friendship of someone that does support you as a family and um, as a business, I mean, that's always like been really helpful. Um, But not only that, for me, I've noticed that over the years that we've been asking teachers, I mean, we probably employ over, you know, 100 teachers a year um, with the way that we run our programs, because we have a lot of we have new teachers here every single week. I feel like the the energy that the space creates and the level and the professionalism that even the students have here and the way that we hold ourselves as a family accountable for what walks in the door and what leaves is, I think, really important. And I think we are really blessed and fortunate that those people want to keep coming back to us. Um, knock on wood, um, you know, 99% of all the teachers that have come here have come back. Um, and so I think that kind of shows volumes for, you know, we have to work hard for it as a family and as a unit, we sacrifice a lot to be here and be present in the room and make sure that every person and teacher that comes in and out of here has a really great experience, but we are really lucky because, you know, when you keep such a a high standard or elite kids, or, you know, you really keep out the drama and the issues as much as you can, it really just keeps fostering more and more positivity and the climb for growth for people, students, and even choreographers being able to push themselves here. I think they enjoy that too.
2: Yeah. You know, the energy is really important to me here. Uh, You'll find me sweeping the floors, fixing the lights. I want like everybody's experience to be here the same every time they come. And that was like a big thing from Ooh. the very beginning of launch. Okay. When you, like I even had, you know, daily I'll have the kids walk in and, you know, they'll have an intention when they walk through the door, they'll just say, thank you. I'm grateful that I can be here. Like, so we have this wall that's in our front lobby and it's a big, uh, I tell everyone this story because I think it's important and it, it really truly exists, but it's all the, like, all the educators that have come to the space, including even our construction guys who helped us with stuff, including you know a personal trainer, a nutritionist, soccer coach, soccer coach. coach yes, okay. <laughs> um, and they all signed the wall. And I always believed that their energy, you know, kind of exists in the energy. So they come and teach and educate and create as artists. Well, their energy lives in the space. It lives in the walls. And so when even when people come in, because it's kind of this big warehouse with high ceilings, and it's more like it's a little bit more industrial feel. And there's like this really like open space feeling where and space, but it's an open space. <laughs> feeling where you, like, you can create and you can try new things. And it's, and, and we've, we've kind of fostered that. And we kept pushing that, you know, for six years now and it's grown. The teachers now come and they're just like, I, this, the space, I've never felt any, I've had probably in the last year, I've had like at least 10 different teachers say they've never, ever felt, energy like they feel at the space you know um, during a class and you know when that goes to all of our students who we like they support each other they're they're not competing with each other for a spot they're actually competing with each other or they're competing with themselves to be better dancers and and that's something that I think the space offers that's different and that's something that Chris and I have pushed since the beginning and even Autumn like supporting each other and you know, not competing with each other, but competing with becoming our better selves, you know, being mm. a better dancer. And, and then just also just being more open to making mistakes. You know, a lot of times, yeah, we do show like dance videos and we show kind of the better groups a lot of times, but we also just show class. We show Krista doing turns across the floor and them cheering each other on. Yes. We show a lot of the journey. It's not just, we, you know, we just show all our best videos, you know what I mean? Like, one of the things Tony's even said from MSA, is like, I love that the space shows the journey. It's not just like a your best answer all the time. It's like mm-hmm. it's the journey of like, you know, what is happening at the space? You know what I mean? So that people can kind of follow that story. You know, they see the kids start off and then they see them get better. Or they see them in class and then they see them in a like a, a main video, you know?
0: Absolutely. And I live for the technique the technique and the across the floor that is hey. Alex
1: and I both bread and butter. <laughs> we are ready six I mean, step pirouette let's go left. You know, all I need in life
0: how many people teach
3: it so you just have to be able to like own it and go home with it <laughs> <It's>
2: the,
1: best. <laughs> it's the best well I think bravo to you guys because
2: tech has helped a lot
3: yeah
0: absolutely
1: um well bravo to you guys because I think You nailed it on the head when, um, it comes down to culture and, um, creating the vibe, creating that energy, which, um, happens both on an artistic level, but also from a business owner standpoint. And I think you guys have done such a beautiful job of, um, laying this out and, um, creating this space um, that, that just has that, that vibrant energy. And so um, it's no surprise that you have such good retention with people wanting to come back and interest. um, But I want to know what, what's to come, what's in the future, what's on the horizon for the space. Secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Secrets
3: are good. Do you have any ideas? I
4: I don't know. I feel like, Everything we do just aligns and things just start happening. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have a ton of ideas and things, but I feel like for me, I know I'm I'm starting out as a teacher as well now, kind of just stepping into a ton of different things. And I have a love for working with younger dancers and just the upcoming generation, because I think that's, that's what's coming after us. So yeah. um, I have potentially talks of starting a launch training program for younger dancers. I think starting them younger... Not necessarily just at high school, um, but we'll see. I think it's a lot of responsibility and I know they have a lot of other big plans that they will like to talk about, but I think for me, that would be like my next upcoming something with the studio.
0: That's amazing. Your students will be so lucky, so lucky to have <laughs> you. Like, I can't wait to see that. Okay. So this last, last one is for Ottoman Harbor and then we could let Kristen and Corey <laughs> answer it too, but I want to know either a really fond memory of working with your parents or something that hilarious that's happened that you could think of. So it could be either or or both. It could be favorite and funny. Um, The
1: entire family face just turned bright red for the (laughs) record.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we traveled a lot together. Like we've been to, I would say five out of the seven continents in the world. Oh my God. I mean, I've been to like, I would say over 10 countries, or maybe 15, I can't count exactly. (laughs) And I'm what, fourteen years old? I know it's crazy. But um yeah, lots of states too. But one memory like that, that I really remember was uh we it was a long day. We we were actually on tour in Europe and we've already we went to we went to England, Ireland, Scotland, France, and um our last time I think it was Germany or something. And uh it was it's been twelve hours, it's like a long day <laughs> traveling. We got there and like it's like rent we just her, want to go yeah, home to yeah. go at midnight right and so like we get the rental car and dad like we pull we're driving of,
4: on the other side of the road as well like dad has to drive on the because it's like oh
5: yeah the- and uh we pull out of like the we pull out of the airport, the airport and uh <laughs> like i have my seatbelt on or like we all have our seatbelts on really but like i had mine like right it's here like- and i took the like the top i just put it behind my head right and I was just like, because I was sleeping, because it was like probably one in the morning, right? So it was really late. So I was really tired. And then uh, all of a sudden, like, we're driving, and like, there's like, there's like these like cops, like, it's like a few like cops right there, right? And they're like, and they're like, hey, like, and they're like, like, pushing us like this one side. And we're like,
4: like, they're like putting on? their hands up. Yeah, they're and like, go like... over
5: here. And we're like, oh, gosh, like, we don't speak German, really, you know. So we're, like, <laughs> yeah. So and we're like, cops I really, really, yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm. very strict. And so we go over there and dad's like, OK, like, and like, we could keep going. Right. They weren't like stopping us. And like, so like Dad kind of just kept going, kept driving. And they like, like, hey, like, can you need to stop now and everything. And like, we we're all like, oh, like, what's happening. And they were like, and like, everyone was like what just happened, right, and, and we're so, like, like, what did we do, like, we, so, had like, no we stopped, and they're, like, all coming surrounding I'm the car, crying. and we're, like, like, they're crying, and <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I just want to go to sleep, and, like, and, like, we're just laying there, and then the guy, he's, like, he has a flashlight, oh. and he, like, he, yeah, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, and he's, like, something in German, and he's, like, we don't,
4: uh, know. I mean, what we don't you're know what saying. you say,
5: you know, and then he's, like, like, he's like Who's do enough? you see
4: something he's like
5: who who are the kids in the back seat or whatever <laughs> and like my dad looks like he goes uh those are my kids like what do you think and then he's like he was like he's like and see? then he was like he' was like you see what I'm seeing and he's like what like what do you mean and then' like like we we're all confused and he was like he was like your seatbelt he was like it's on. And, and and my dad was like Oh, like this is all over a seatbelt. Like,
2: like we were all like
4: almost like, like it
3: wasn't hooked. It was like, just like, and, and,
2: like oh no, it, just, So it was a speed trap thing too, which I didn't know. Like they were just pulling cars over left and right because they had a gun, and if you were over whatever the it was like a twenty mile an hour, and we were going thirty five or whatever it was, so they're just pulling any car over that had been. And I didn't know what it was. I thought we were. I thought they were doing something, and we were just kind of getting out of the way.
0: Yeah. So when
2: he pulled us over. It was like something about speeding. I was like, Oh, what? Like I didn't know I didn't know what he was saying because he was speaking in German so fast. And then he was he was really Trying to get me for a harbor seatbelt too, so I had to pay like.
5: had to pay, like, right, oh there. right there. Right
2: there at the thing, and I was like, "We." So basically, we had to pay a, whatever it was a hundred and fifty dollar ticket for speeding, and then I had to pay another fifty dollars because his seatbelt was behind him and wasn't in front
1: of him. Because me. Harbor yeah. was accessorizing his seatbelt in a different fashion. <laughs> exactly. Way to go, Harbor! Come on. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. That's I was like, so I'm so
5: sorry, like I felt so bad in the garbage guy These like, guys were crying. She was crying.
0: I, <laughs> I, would, I would be, be too. too. I would be too.
5: What did, what did we do like we just got here yeah, and i feel like a pretty crazy moment, but, in a know, foreign least, country
0: yeah. too sometimes when someone you know could be yelling at you i'm just like take all my money i'm like I- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, i just want to like get out alive and be good <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, oh my really. gosh we have crazy stories i think one of the
4: craziest ones for me is we went to china as a family and obviously, we don't really speak Chinese or anything, but uh, me and mom are like really picky eaters, okay? Like, we, oh
0: my they're, gosh, they're, I forgot I, about this. Oh my
4: gosh. I've <laughs> been to, to China as well, and
0: it's difficult and, to. We can hardly save them. My yeah. God. We're just like yeah. asking for,
4: like, oh, salad. Like, is there like burgers or rice, anything? White rice. We were rice like, salad. all right, luckily, we brought like a few snacks and stuff. I swear I was living off of Granola bars the two weeks we were there or whatever. And they're like, oh, we're going to take you to one of our favorite restaurants. And we're like, oh, my God. Okay.
2: like a really special. <laughs> Sure like in, like, it was like their Thanksgiving kind of feast. Nice, oh, amazing. Yeah.
4: And you know, they're like picking things out on the menu and I'm like, well, there's nothing I can eat on the menu. Like, I, all I can eat is rice. Right. We both just ordered rice. Rice. So like, well, just order rice. So we're like,
3: well, just order rice. So that's fine. Order so like, rice. No, they ordered for us. We but didn't that's, even order. But that's yeah. what I mean. knew
0: we knew we would we get
4: rice. And so they start putting all of these things on a table. It's like a table that... Lazy
0: Susan. Yeah.
4: Okay, and so they start bringing out all these things and like putting things on our plate that they wanted to eat. Yeah. And they're, like, not
2: alive, but they're, like, heads of chickens. And, yes. And there's like So know, they put
4: chicken product. feet on <laughs> our... Plate. Eyes. Like, they, they had eyes on it, like, still. Their feet were just, like, hanging there. And I was chicken like, feet. Oh, yeah, the there's feet no feet. way I can touch this. And, and, I don't right, even know how they... have, it. like,
5: we have our plates, right, and there's a bunch of stuff on it, and they're, like, just giving us stuff.
4: And like we
1: have
5: our plates, and I think all of us were looking at All her, of us like, were just staring at each other. and they like, yeah, and, they're, like, so and they're all great. looking at us, like waiting for us to eat, like how what our reaction is going to be, right? So there's like it's so rude, seven rude. people just watching and like like oh gosh, and like it I'm was, like, Harvard, like, like,
2: come on, you got to <laughs>
5: take over the team. Me and Dad, we had to like I I don't know. <laughs> I would just cut it up
4: and leave it on the plate. I
3: you would and just know, I'm like totally with eyeballs. I don't know what to do. Like I can't do it. Like, we you know, tried to, tried to be respectful, it. and yeah. you know, yes, and, it's such and, like a respectful thing, and we felt so. But at old. the same
2: time, they were also putting us on the spot to try to make us, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> us crazy, you know? Like they were waiting to see what we were going to do.
3: They were know? all staring. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, yeah. They still like us, thank goodness. But for so the record, yes. <laughs> the we don't know what the name yeah. of them were. Yeah, that that's right.
0: That's right. That's right. You did. Job, <laughs> well, you all will continue to have many more amazing memories like that, which I'm sure, but that is so special that you get to share that with your family and yeah, it's truly a blessing to hear your stories and get to talk with you all today. So, we really appreciate you taking the time. And this was so much fun. And also, your cover last year was incredible as well. So, we Stunning. were, we're, you. We were re- we uh, reading through everything. Yeah, yeah, we a, same same over, yeah, it was fantastic. We were thank reading through you. the article, and it, you guys that. are our inspiration. So, thank you so much for your time.
5: Thank, yeah. you. thank you so much.